to another special edition of the Twinsultation. Um, usually, I'm with my twin brother Daniel here, but I'm I'm kind of doing this little interview solo uh, with a special friend of mine who's a former coworker of mine, or actually, I wouldn't even say coworker. I'd say, I, I would say boss. I would say boss. Yeah. With, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say boss. I don't. Want to boss. <laughs> Good boss point to unnamed guest just yet. Unnamed guest just yet. But to introduce, speaking of which, who I won't <laughs> introduce as my boss, but as former coworker, as someone that I worked with at Rider University for the Rider News, uh, former sports editor and rising journalist, rising star journalist, Dylan Manfrey. Give it up for him. Clapping, clap, clapping, clapping for him. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. <laughs> Maybe we'll hear it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe we'll hear yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> of course, of course, of course, of course. Show goes on. Yeah, of course. Here, here it is some claps. There's some claps there. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there it is. It's going. It's going all. The, it's going there right now. So there, that 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 worked. Yeah. Sorry, still trying to get you to the buttons. But I gotta ask you recently, um, Dylan. You're a rising journal. You're a rising journalist. Just recently graduated from Rider University, class of 2022. Yep, yep. I had to ask, I had to ask everything, um, wanted to ask if, uh, you know, everything's going well. And you recently just had an amazing opportunity in the last, during your summer to start to really get your, you know, you know, writing career started as a sports journalist. Amazing, amazing opportunity doing, recovering the Maccabi games for Maccabi USA. Um, get, just briefly get into like, how you even found this opportunity about? And as a young Jewish writer, like this seems like it's too like to me. If I was looking at someone said, "Hey, I have an opportunity for you," it seems like it'd be too good to true. Like I'm with people from my own culture writing about games for us. It, it just seems like wow, it's like a dream come true. So just get it, just briefly, just tell me how you got even involved in like just I guess yeah, just tell me how you got involved. <laughs> sure. So. Back in like I think it was like October, um, my cousin, uh, my cousin sent me the application, and I didn't think anything of it really. I didn't know what Maccabi was. I didn't know what the Maccabia was. Um, never heard of anything about it. I knew that they were looking for journalists, Jewish journalists, to uh, go to Israel and cover this event where Jews competed in sporting competitions. It's basically the crux of it. Uh, without all the fanfare. Um, but then doing a little bit more research into it after I applied, and I'm like, oh, this is like, this is kind of big. Um, but even the research process, like, didn't do anything justice to what actually the experience was like when we were there and when we were like working there. This is bigger than anybody could ever have imagined it to be. They call it the third largest sporting event in the world behind the FIFA World Cup and the modern Olympics. Um, And it is. This is the third largest sporting event in the world. It's clear as day why it is. There's so many people there. I believe that the numbers from this year, there's 74 delegations represented and over 10,000 athletes. Wow. So it was incredible. Um, I believe that Maccabi USA did a fantastic job executing this for, I guess, the United States delegation. 
and the Maccabi Ah, Maccabi World Union, did a fantastic job of executing, uh, you know, what's more commonly known as the Jewish Olympics. You know, not many people know what Maccabi Ah is, but people can associate what Jewish is and what Olympics are. You know, so that's basically what this is. It's the Jewish Olympics. Um, yeah, so with my program specifically, it's called the Maccabi Media Program. They took 14 journalists from across the nation, ranging from like uh, high school seniors to like recent college grads. Um, they took 14 of us out of a pool of about, I think, 80 um, from across the country. Um, we had people from like California all the way to Jersey you know, all across the U.S. And so they took us to Israel and we covered these games and we covered the Jewish Olympics in a way that has never. Wow. Never no, and, and that's the that's the thing. I noticed how big the event was. It looked like to me, it looked like a, it, it, it looked so beautiful to see, you know, like, and I remember I was following just some of the articles that you were reading. And before we even did this, I'm like, man, he just. He's he's just enjoying life, be, giving that opportunity because I I wish like for me as as a black man as a sports journalist you know there's not a lot of there's opportunities like that so like for me it would be it'd be an honor to cover Africa Cup you know just like you know qualification see the best teams in like Africa compete like mm-hmm. in uh, soccer or like you know any of those big FIFA events obviously to see yeah. a bunch of cultures and see a bunch of different African nations like hand by hand but to to think that would be the their largest event and with that many delegations which leads me to another follow-up question how many delegates you would i would only assume like there'd be like maybe just a couple delegations like like israel uh maybe like you know obviously gb and then like the u.s and then any other like western european like country but 74 delegations where were they can you like give me a quick insight on where they're all from yeah yeah they were wow from all over the world there are Jews across across the globe, and I think that I think that's that was something that surprised me too is just how many Jews there are in these countries. Like, you know, Argentina had a massive delegation. There were Jews from Cuba who participated. You know, um, there were Jews from India, like naturalized Jews, not like. American Jews who live in India and want to like compete under the Indian flag. Like, no, these are like, you know, born and raised there Jews who live in India. Um, it, it was, it was amazing to see and just so surprising just to say like, yo, there's actually Jews in this part of the world. Like we, I remember when we were, um, it was right before the opening ceremony. We were all in Pais Arena in Jerusalem watching the U18 uh, boys hockey game between Canada and the U.S. And we knew where Argentina was sitting. They were sitting across from where the U.S. was sitting. And they were just rowdy. It was so cool to say. Um, the United States had the largest delegation at just about 1,300 wow. or just over 1,300. Um, but, the, you know, Argentina brought a large group of people. Um, and when I say delegation, like I mean, right. everybody involved, not just athletes. Like we're talking doctors, we're talking about mental health people, support staff, coaches, yeah. yeah. you know, the delegation is made up of, yeah, exactly. Um, 
it's athletes and everybody else um, involved with it. So, but yeah, just to think that like all these people are Jewish is like unbelievable. I've never wow. Been and like, so can you, before. and like, I guess going into the sports aspect of it, what's like, what were some of the countries that surprised you on like, man, they have this many Jewish athletes. Like, 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 like some of these athletes, because I saw some of the coverage you covered uh, a couple of women's basketball players that for obviously for uh, Maccabi USA and like, what were some of the other teams that like, what were some of the other sports that you were shocked and like, wow, like, like there's that many of people that look like me that have the same faith as me that play that play at that are playing at the highest level of their perspective sport that, that, that kind of stuck at you to the most like, wow. Quite honestly. The United States of America. Really? Yeah. I didn't. I mean, I knew there were a lot of, yeah, there's Jews in this country, but hmm. the Jewish faith is, is a minority. And, you know, I think that, you know, we all know the big power five conferences in college athletics. Um, but just seeing how many top athletes how, or how many athletes go to these top schools in, let's say, the SEC, Big Ten, Pac-12? Um, there are a lot. There's a lot of top talent there that are Jewish and that competed in these games, and that kind of surprised me in a way because it's like you know all the stereotypes associated with Jews and sports and stuff like that. Um, but to see just so many Jews from your own country was like was awesome. Yeah. You know, you know we're a minority in the in the grand scheme of things in the United in the United States of America, but here we are the majority. You know, everybody was Jewish. Um, that felt awesome, and to know that there's so many Jews excelling at sports at their institutions in the United States, it's like wow. You know, Jews are actually like excelling in sports, which is awesome. Um, it's awesome to see the success of Jewish athletes mm-hmm. across the globe. Now, and, and that States. that brings up to another question because this was like obviously like the whole surprise, the whole aspect. What was it like? I guess in interviewing some of these athletes and talking about them, like because I mean, I'm assuming some of these athletes, this is their first time going to Israel, and let alone not only going to Israel, but going to Israel to mm-hmm. compete doing their sport. Like I, I bet you had some offside conversations from the additional interviews that you had to do and additional coverage. But what was the emotional aspect for you interviewing someone of your faith in the whole, in your Holy land, obviously in the, in the holiest land, that's someone that is also just feeling that kind of, was it like, did you feel like any mutual star structures? Like, wow, we're both like, I'm here Jewish. You're here Jewish. We're doing two things that we love in in the most Jewish country in the world. Obviously, it, it, like, so it, it just kind of, did you have any type of starstruck feeling about that? Like, got a little even teary-eyed about it even? There were at times, I guess, the thought that, wow, I'm getting to do something that I love in a country that means so much to me now. Um, and I say now because I have a totally different view on Israel than I did before I went. Um, it, like, transformed my whole outlook as a Jewish person, as a Jewish young man. And now it's like, Israel is such a beautiful country. So there were some moments of like, 
wow, I'm getting to do what I love in a in the homeland of the Jewish people. Um, I think one of those moments was the opening ceremony, which was a legit. It looked legit from the picture, by the way. Like if you watch, like, oh, and it was. There was there's like thirty thousand people in that arena, um, on top of the ten thousand that are, um, marching, you know, representing their delegations, right? I think that was one of them, um, where I was like, damn, this is like legit. And a side note, I don't think we're gonna be able to understand the impact of a sitting United States president being there in person, representing the United States. And speaking to our athletes, probably for many McConnell no, down the and line. Speaking of which, he's you not know, even now that, he's not even Jewish, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, doesn't even matter. But you know, I mean, we right. never had Good a point. Jewish president. But like, you know, for Joe Biden to be there, whether you like him or not, just like a sitting United States president being there, you know, waving a white USA cap that he got from a member of our de- delegation. For him to be there just elevated the Maccabia to heights I don't think we can even comprehend right now. Um, but that's for another time. Back to your question. Yeah, it was, you know, getting to do what I love in the country that, you know, now means so much to me. It meant a lot to me. It meant a lot to some of the athletes. A lot of the athletes, you know, they were, they were excited to just be there, you know. I'll, I'll say this. You know, one week before the game started, we were all there going through this program called Israel Connect, which was a one week, I guess, precursor to the games where we toured the country, got to do a lot of um, community service work, um, look at sites, go on tours and hikes and learn about the culture, learn about the religious history associated with some of these places um, in Israel and the historical context behind it. And a lot of the athletes I've spoken to have said that they they were more excited to do that than compete. Mm-hmm. And that it surprised me, but it also didn't because, you know, like you said before, and you were right, a lot of these people, this is their first time going to Israel. So naturally, they're going to be curious. I certainly was. But yeah, it was uh, it was it was awesome to be a part of. And, you know, just to see, like, the athletes feeling that because you knew it was genuine. You could tell they're like, you know, I'm super pumped to be here and experience this. Like, this isn't happening again. You know, a lot – some of these people are at the end of the line in their sports and not going pro. You know, they might be a rotation player on their collegiate team. Some people play D3, right? Um, But now they can say, hey, I played in the Jewish Olympics. That's a big – that's a big, big step. Right. No. And I, I agree. And that's why I was just like, I was just fascinated by that whole experience. I'm like, dang, like part of me wanted it. Like based off following your whole, I, I read most of your articles. There's some articles that I just kind of missed, but I read most of your articles. I followed the whole journey that you were there. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to like, I kind of want to convert right <laughs> now just to be part of it, just to see that gate, just to coverage something like that, something so beautiful. And um, it seemed very inspiring. Yeah. Now I got to get into like some of the nitty gritty into the sports, obviously for this last half of uh, mm. this last half of our little quick slash, like, you know, in depth in- interview. And this is a twinsultation again, special edition, just with mm. me without, without the twin, without the twin brother, Isaac, uh, with our consultation with Dylan. 
Yeah, it, no, I gotta ask, what sport was uh, your favorite to cover the whole the whole time? I know you did a little hockey, you did a little basketball, you did a little track, you did a little bit of everything, even baseball, which really shocked me that they were playing baseball. There was a de- they were setting up diamonds, like they were setting up a lot of different sports up there, in my opinion. So, yeah, like, what was your favorite? I know you couldn't just see it all. Yeah, we definitely couldn't see it all. Um, I will say this: we were broken up into three groups. Uh, the Jerusalem group, uh, the Heifer group, and Natanya group. Um, I'm, I'm honestly jealous of the sports that Natanya got to cover. They got to cover like three on three basketball, beach volleyball, um, regular volleyball, beach soccer. Um, there were so many sports in, over there. Natanya's mm-hmm. a beach city, so uh, they got a lot of those sports, a lot of that action. Um, really cool to say uh, the coverage that they did. So shout out Natanya, love you guys. Um, for me. In Jerusalem, uh, we, you know, women's basketball, always love doing that. Uh, of course. It's no secret I love women's basketball. Um, I got to be the sideline reporter for the Women's Basketball Championship, um, which was cool. But uh, we didn't cover many of their games. Um, I think the Natanya group and uh, the Haifa group got a little bit more of them uh, than we did. But we got the championship, so it was cool to see. And uh, obviously awesome to see the U.S. win. A lot of great players on the team. Um, women's basketball, obviously, um, but futsal. Futsal was a incredible sport to cover. Shout out Tyler Weiss, and who is the coach of the U.S. Uh, men's Open Division team. He's awesome, super funny guy. Um, probably one of the funniest coaches I've met. I met at the Maccabia. Futsal, futsal, so, interesting sport. Futsal, yeah, it's great a great sport. Oh yeah, it's not popular in the United States, but it's getting there. Um, very popular internationally, you know, in the countries that dominate with, you know, soccer and football internationally. Um, you know, Argentina, very popular, uh, very popular sport over there, Brazil. But just learning the mechanics of that sport was really cool. Really fast paced, very yep. technical. Um, it's played indoors on a basketball court of all things. It's super cool. I think futsal has a bright future once it gets more exposure. If it gets more exposure, I hope it does. Um, but yeah, futsal probably was one of the most like interesting sports to cover. Um, also fencing too. You know, I've always liked fencing. It typically gets its international glorification. You know, at the modern Olympics, you don't really see That's it true. televised any other time. But um, you know, fencing I always thought was cool. You know, to hear that there's a deep Jewish Ooh. history within the sport of fencing was uh, something cool. I, yeah, I, I remember on that. reading that article, uh, actually. Like, a little bit before the games began. Yeah. Um, so, fencing, futsal, you know, obviously two of the sports that aren't, like, your main four uh, or five but um, that you think of. But, yeah, fencing and futsal was definitely no, awesome. I definitely, I mean, like, and you mentioned futsal, and I, I just spent a whole year in Canada. Futsal is actually a big sport in Canada. I, I didn't realize that. Like it, it it's a big really? sport in Canada because obviously oh, yeah. it's too cold to do anything else. So, uh, I, it's um, futsal to me. I saw my first futsal game and I'm like, wow, they actually played on a basketball court, indoor, indoor, and like I thought it was like indoor soccer. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they play on a turf. They said no, we play on a basketball court. And my friends took me to go see their right. futsal game when I was out there doing uh, graduate studies, uh, and I was like. Okay, mm-hmm. this could be a new Winter Olympic. If you want more people to tune into the Winter Olympics, I put futsal on there. Get some off season, off season, you know, MLS players to come together like it's three cool. on three basketball. <laughs> it's cool, you know. It really is, you know. 
there's dynamic with, you know, soccer, um, you know, soccer players playing football, but, you know, even, you know, coach Tyler Weiss was telling me, um, you can just be a football yeah. player. Um, and you can grow up just playing football. You don't have to go from soccer to football or vice versa from football to soccer. You can play football your whole athletic career. Yeah, no. And, and that's, 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 that, that's just fascinating to me about that. And speaking of sports, and I know we're getting close to our, you know, our natural time here, but uh, to our close to our end date, I have to ask. Whatever you want. Oh, to ask. Awesome. I got to ask you like a couple hot fire questions about these games and like what in the future of these. So, Obviously, Dylan, for the sake of, for not mm. a specific time, but just for in general, we got five hot fire questions for you that I need you to answer. And let me see mm. how that and see how that goes. Um, first question. First question. Number okay. one for the Maccabi game for the Maccabi A games. What sport would you add to the already sports already existed there? Oh, damn. Um, it's a great question. I think a lot of sports needed more divisions. Like women's hockey, there was only an open division. I would add, I would add a juniors division and masters division. I know that's something in the works for the next the next games. I think they have honestly a good selection of sports. There are so, there were some new ones this year, like bouldering. Um, I think squash might have been a new one. Don't quote me on that one. Uh, women's hockey was a new one, but you know that and that was obviously really big this year and very popular. So um, mm-hmm. shout out Chelsea Goldberg. Um, Zoe Pelowitz, Justin Levin and company. Um, and love where that uh, is going to go next year or next uh, games in 2025. I think they did a great job of, you know, having the appropriate amount of sports. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. Maybe boxing. Yeah. Uh, that's you know, good. That's just one, that's one that came to my head. You know, maybe that's boxing. That would actually be interesting. Second question. Would yeah. you... Would you like to see host countries other than just Israel? If the Maccabi started spread around like the Olympics every four years, it'd be at a different predominantly Jewish country, such as like one year it'd be in Atlanta, one year it'd be in uh, Buenos Aires or another year it'd be in, uh, in Sao Paulo. So the Maccabi, so I'll say this, the Maccabi is like the big Jewish Olympics. Um, that one is always in Israel, but there's a subset, the subsection, I guess of the, of the games called the Maccabi games that is hosted like by different countries. You know, I think 2019 was in Budapest. I'm not sure where it was before that, but that one's hosted every two years. Um, the Maccabi Pan Am games, I think they're called. So they already, they have something that's been, that's traveling, but for the Maccabi, yeah, I think that it needs to stay. stay so you can't just, you can't recreate that experience yeah. that, you know, trying to get in one, one with your one, one's faith. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Just curious. I had to ask. Can't do that any, any other person. Per- perfect. I just had to ask. Yeah. Third, third hot fire question. Mm. Are you going back to the next Maccabi A games? Like the whole big, the big shebang. You think you're going back at some point, or you would like to if the opportunity's there? Um, I'd like to personally. I'd like to give somebody else to try. Um, I might be out of the age. I might be out of the age range uh, for this program. Um, you know, it's only for like people who are like uh like 18 to 25 um you know and even then we're at, a lot of people are on the younger end of that um i don't think any, i think one person was like 24 in our group but that's really it uh yeah i'd like to give it to somebody else i know a lot of people who i know a lot of people athletes i know a lot of athletes who want to be back in 25 
Um, so that'd be that'd be awesome to say. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, I might be one and done, but I now that I know this exists, maybe, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll get back into some track track running shape and try out for the team. Not in twenty five, but you know. Maybe sure, a little later down obviously, the line. Obviously, that's, that's love. That's love. And another hot fire question. And before we get to our grand final hot fire question, another hot fire question would be, if you had to do a sport other than track, like you just mentioned, what sport would you want to compete in in the Maccabi games? I think like three on three basketball is cool. Um, love the pace of it. Um, I always like basketball. Um, but yeah, now I want to do futsal. Um, you know, there's a lot of sports I would compete in or that I would have liked to. Um, I always say I wanted to do fencing when I was younger. Um, there weren't any like fencing clubs or, you know, teams around my area. So, and obviously like my, my high school didn't have it. So kind of shut out of luck there, but, um, you know, it's all right. I always wanted to Very fence though, so maybe my future. Maybe my future Maybe. children will. Might be, it might be a good thing that know. you saw. They're like, you know what? That might be a good idea. And last hot fire question. Yeah. This is a little more deeper on the deeper end and what, more right. of like a final message or almost final thoughts. What can you say to the young Jewish yeah. journalist that is in your position that is trying to, that is trying to start, that is just starting out? I know, I know we can say that we're both not established in our incredible professions, but we're all getting there. So what can you tell to that high school kid that's like, man, I'm trying to, get involved and trying to be like, man, like at the end of my time, because I saw your graduation picture, you graduated a lot of chords and you graduated with a lot of oomph from Ryder that your name will be remembered as a very strong sports editor. And also one of the higher up staff at Ryder news. What can you tell a young, uh, young Jewish journalist to keep the advice moving forward in their, in this profession? Number one, be proud of your faith. Be proud to be Jewish. First and foremost, you know, you're a human being before you're a journalist. Um, I think going into school, I think everyone should everyone should do their student newspaper if they want to. I think reps are important, um, but I also think you need to listen to yourself. I don't I don't want to give any cliche advice of grind twenty four seven three six five. I don't want to say you know I want to say don't give up, you know, but I know everybody right. says that. Nothing um, too Disney. It's okay. Listen, just listen to yourself. Nah, no hustle culture here. Um, none of that. It's toxic. Um, listen to yourself. You know what you're good at. And also try to trust yourself. I think that's the biggest thing that I'm working on is trusting myself. You know, yeah. Did I graduate with chords? Sure. Did I have, was I the sports editor for three years? Sure. Did I win three SPJ awards at Ryder? Yes. Just trust yourself. And trust that everything happens for a reason and you will get to where you want to be. You work hard and you trust yourself and take it slow. You can't rush this. You can't rush a good story. Very, And, and that, actually that last statement, I might actually take from my, my own things. You can't rush a good story. That's actually uh... – I don't know. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that. That's like a little more beyond, not just a a literal thing. I didn't. I really was off the cuff. I didn't find the answer. <laughs> but you can't rush a good story. Maybe I'll write that one down for myself. All right, bet. Um, I'll take that and I'll hashtag it in honor of my friend. I, I want to say something else. Like I think, 
I think I needed to hear it too. Right. You know, I think I, we always talk about, we always give good advice to other people, but we don't give that advice mm. to ourselves. Shit. I need to hear <laughs> it. I, I, I agree. You know, I need to hear myself. Say. I agree to after today, I actually needed it. I'm actually going to be like, I'm like, you know what? That was, I'm all right. If I, if you see it on a post other than this, or you use that uh, that last part as the preview of this. Don't mind me. I'm giving you all the credit. That is everything. And if I use it for a voiceover, I'm giving. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it is, you're getting all the credit for that. But Dylan, thank you so much for tuning it for joining me on this special consultation. I hope you enjoyed your consultation. I know it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Was a good deep deep, uh, deep con- consultation for you. Yeah, it was good. Awesome, awesome, definitely, awesome. Uh, definitely enjoyed being on podcasts. Not on many, so so it's nice to uh, it's nice to come on. Nice to see you again. And uh, of course, this is the Twinsultation special edition, just with me. No twin. Wish Daniel could be here, but he had other obligations for him. But thank you again for tuning in.